My next guest is a licensed massage therapist, doula, pranic healer, and mother of three who's been practicing healing for over 20 years. Today, we'll explore the many ways you can start the healing process right now. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Hello friends, if you are a wellness advocate or enthusiast like us perhaps, or you're just interested in improving your overall health, this episode is definitely for you. Today I am sitting down with my dear friend who is a licensed massage therapist, a doula, a healer, a mother of three. What, what else can I say? Um, her, she's been practicing healing for over 20 years. Her company is Roots and Remedy. I'm so happy to have you. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This is so excited because I'm so passionate about wellness and healing. And I view you as like the, that quintessential healer, force of guidance in my life. I know you've helped me so much. Um, could you explain to people a little bit more about the modalities that you offer in your practice? So I practice uh, the pranic healing, which is just energetic work and cleansing the body's uh, aura and the chakras, getting the balance energetically. I mean, the body, the getting the body balance energetically mm -hmm. and also using the physical touch um, through the massage therapy techniques and the practices um, to um, get to the root of any mm -hmm. discomfort in the physical body. Um, and then I also use um, traditional ways and tools to also uh, provide a deeper healing of the spirit, you know, the soul sometimes, um, you know, just doing a little smudge with some sage or some palo santo can really allow the body to relax and release other things that it holds on to um, on an energetic level. And so, yeah, those are kind of the basic things. Um, other tools that I use is uh, that of also that I have here, just a beautiful cloth. And this I use to um, do like stretching with the body and just do a little bit more uh, movement of the joints and whatnot. I'm gonna hold this up for the people that are watching so they can see. This is really beautiful, but more than its aesthetics, it feels amazing. I know what you're talking about. Um, because you've used this on me, right? Yes. Right? Oh man, it feels amazing. So let's talk about the pranic healing for a second or AKA energy. Um, what is it exactly for those who are wondering if they see pranic healer and they're like, what is that exactly? Like it sounds like, it sounds like it's familiar, but I'm not sure. How does it affect our body to heal um, energetically? So a lot of people probably have heard prana, which is life force energy, right? Um, so pranic is basically a non-touch um, healing system that uh, is based on our innate ability to heal on its own. You know, we are our own first healers. And so pranic healing is um, just uses um, certain motions mm -hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes we use crystals as a tool, um, color therapy as another tool, um, but basically it's just allowing our body to release anything that we are picking up 
you know, at work, you know, the stress, um, you know, certain thoughts that, um, and people, you know, that share certain things with us um, are all connecting. And mm -hmm. so pranic healing just basically cleanses, you know, and cuts anything that doesn't serve you and you shouldn't um, bring home into your space, right? Mm. I'm getting more relaxed by the minute just talking about it. I know when you do the, the spiritual cleansing on me, I remember in the past, I've just been like, girl, you just do whatever you think. I'm sure I need it all. You just do whatever you think I need. How much do, how, how do I phrase this? Um, how much of it comes from the feedback that someone gives you and how much of it do you intuitively feel? Like when you're healing someone, do they need to tell you, in other words, I have this, this, and this going on, or can you just feel it and then just kind of cleanse, you know what I mean, and heal them energetically with using the no touch? Like, do you need them to say what they need? <laughs> I think the, as a healer, the most important part is the platica, which is the talk. You okay. know, you always want to, um, as a healer, of course, hear what the client has to say. You know, um, reading their body language also is another form of paying attention to what their body may need. Um, for me, yes, I use my intuitiveness and what I'm guided to do. Um, but I find that a lot of people are really um, more in the mental, you know, up here in the chakras. So a lot more um, even here in the solar plexus area because we carry uh, not just the stress, but other emotions. Um, so I basically just follow what my guides are telling me. Um, but I do um, an overall general basic cleanse on everybody, but I may have to go back depending on what I'm picking up or what depending on what they have shared with me to do a little bit more of a deeper, you know, in-depth cleanse on certain um, chakra areas and parts of the body, not just the chakras, but areas of the body that may be congested. So let's say someone has, because I'm sure there's lots of different levels of people of healing, right? Some people just need a tune-up where some people are just like, all broken and really need to be put back together again. So just out of sheer curiosity, is there any type of progressive effect that healing, these spiritual healing practices can have? In other words, if you did it once a week for a month, would it be more powerful? Would it carry more weight than just doing it once? Or can you get what you need from one healing session? Well, I think on a more regular basis, of course, you're going to gain the benefits, right? Unless you learn the practices and tools yourself, then you are definitely going to benefit um, you and your family members. You can uh, learn, just like I learned, um, ways to help um, others and yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think if you don't want to learn those practices and tools, then yes, come to a healer, come to you know, a traditional healer, a pranic healer. Um, depending on what you know areas of your life or what um, areas you want to heal or cleanse um, but yes I definitely think practicing um, more of those self-care treatments with another healer is going to be on a more deeper yes like deeper results kind of if you do it more than once yes. maybe yes, yes. So, um, wow, it's just, it's totally fascinating to me and I a hundred percent believe in it because of how everything is connected. 
Um, so these are things that you would could share and teach your clients too, right? To do like some things they could do for themselves, right? Yes. Okay, that's good to know. Um, speaking uh, about, I want to talk about energetic hygiene for a moment. Um, what are some different forms of energetic hygiene? Like, what does it mean, and what are some different forms? So, basically, you're picking up. Every person that goes through life is either going to be picking up something emotionally, physically, mentally, whenever they're coming across whoever it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so by coming into those interactions with others, we are, uh, an invisible cord is being connected, right, energetically. Mm -hmm. So we're attaching ourselves to not just the objects, but the people um, around us. And so that means that those attachments emotionally, et cetera, um, uh, are still uh, draining us in a sense, you know, like our energy. And mm -hmm. so if you aren't conscious of um, clearing those things and some great um, energetic hygiene tools that I use is spritzing. So I'll use my little energetic spritzers. Oh, spritz. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> So this is one way to um, it smells amazing. Smells like Christmas, first of all, but it smells amazing. And everybody can make their own. You can add whatever essential oils you want. Um, Love it. It's just um, either rubbing alcohol or just straight up vodka, mm -hmm. and then adding your little tinctures of oils to make your own little protection bottle. Um, but that cleanses energetically. Also, if you're going to go into a big group, a big crowd, um, you also want to spritz yourself to protect yourself. So just kind of like putting on a shield, setting that intention to shield yourself before you go out, mm -hmm. you know, into a big group setting. I love that. Um, but then also when you come home, like I said, you want to bathe um, in salt. Just using a, a simple salt, table salt, doesn't have to be anything special um, on your cloth or whatever you scrub with. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like an exfoliant as well for the skin, but it's definitely um, salt is used to cleanse and take away anything that we are bringing in on a more energetic level, right? Um, another beautiful one that is my favorite is just using sage. So like a sage stick. Um, a Palo Santo stick, mm -hmm. just lighting that up, you know, cleansing your body, mm -hmm. um, and then your home. You know, if you feel like you brought into those, uh, brought something into the house, then your house is mm -hmm. congested with those sturdy energies. So you definitely want to um, cleanse your environment, just like you cleanse your body, and just like you disconnect from the computer and your phone, you want to disconnect from people that you are around. Girl, you are speaking my language. I spritz myself in the face every day. I take a salt bath almost every night. I mean, I really believe in these things. These little. The thing is, is that in the Western culture, we get so used to things having to be so complex, and you have to see a doctor and for everything that we just kind of forget about these really natural simplicities in life that are natural healers. And I love, I love the spritz because it's like. Uh, this awesome like aromatherapy, you know, you can do relaxing. I, I remember when um, when I went to the dentist and had to get a tooth pulled, no fun. Uh, I remember putting some essential oil on my wrist and literally I was just smelling it beforehand and it really, it really did have a calming effect. So I really believe in stuff like this. Um, every time I get a massage, everybody's like, 
take a bath and salt and add a little apple, apple cider vinegar because it draws out the toxins. And now you're also telling me in addition to that, it helps you emotionally cleanse, mm -hmm. which is like, wow, we get like a, this is like a, a double benefit now, right? Yeah. And then the sage, um, I also learned about, uh, is it that it kills 98 or 99% of the bacteria in the air? Something crazy like that, that I read about sage. So in additional to, additionally, um, to the emotional support, it's actually doing something else, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like to help you in a health sense. So those are amazing tips. I love those. Um, I know you have some more and so we'll definitely add those to the bottom of the, the uh, podcast when we're done. So we can make sure everyone can learn about all of those wonderful tips you have. Um, I wanted to move on to a different topic really quickly because people are sick. It's like sick nation out there, let me tell you. Whether it's stress-induced, environmentally induced, uh, diet, you know, dietarily induced, however you want to say it. Um, so what are some things you would recommend people to do to ease the symptoms or prevent diseases? I might have a few to share here, but I definitely want to get your your thoughts on this because this is this is a big one. So some of the things that I just shared um, are like the day to day things right, that you can do. Day to day things, awesome. um, all those you can do. In addition to those, you can also um, just imagine you have this white glove. Like just imagine you're going to surround this hand with this white light, right? And then what you're gonna do is set your intention of disconnecting all cords. So whether it be cords to the person that just spilled their emotional <laughs> baggage on you mm -hmm. or the stress that your boss gave you for the day and you're just feeling that heaviness, just really setting, um, um, like I said, your intention that you're just gonna disconnect from all of that and just mm -hmm. let it go. And just with one swipe, just mm -hmm. cut, right? You're just gonna imagine like this is like your white sword mm -hmm. and you're just gonna wanna cut those cords. And just so imagine- you make a physical movement. You just, yeah, you just sweep right in front of, um, and what you're doing is basically um, all of the chakra cords, which mm -hmm. is from the crown down to the basic, which is, um, the root mm -hmm. and you're just cutting all those connections from your mental you know your ashna how you connect um, your solar plexus down to the root to the basic right mm -hmm. and that's just one quick sweep and just setting that intention of letting go right and you can use words or mantras whatever it is that you want to incorporate mm -hmm. but it's really just setting that intention of letting everything go that you've brought in right man i wish we had, had this conversation before i could have really used that movement a lot in my life so it's just energetic hygiene just like um I love that. body hygiene, hygiene. Mm -hmm. that's so awesome because it's like i watched this um I wish I could remember the name. I apologize. This comedian who's also um, kind of like a wellness uh, guru. I watched him on, um, I believe it was during the Hills Summit, and he was using an analogy about how, pardon my language, but how we just keep in life like picking up shit and basically like mm -hmm. adhering it to our bodies. Yeah. And, uh, and then we're just walking around with a bunch of shit. 
And so I just, that makes me think yeah, of that. Yeah. You know, it's funny when he says that, but it's so true because we walk around in life and it's really hard, especially I think if you are an empath or if you are a sensitive person or just, you know what I mean? Or just kind of live with your heart on your sleeve. It's really easy to absorb those types of energies. So it's like, okay, um, what are some ways that one, we can try to prevent mm -hmm. the absorption of all those energies that are unwanted. Mm -hmm. And two, if we do happen to pick those up, what can we do to get rid of them? Right. Right. So I love that idea of the hygiene and these ways, like these real tangible ways that we can literally like emotionally and physically release and get rid of them. Mm -hmm. um, you were talking about people don't realize how much junk or dirty prana they have on a daily basis. And I think that's what you meant by that, right? Oh yeah, the things it's, that they pick up um, yes. out there and so all these wonderful tips that I'm sharing today are just simple ways that you can just incorporate into your daily routine and really feel a difference. That and, and I think you're going to go into the meditation, but really just calming the mind, you know, and doing some other forms of um, healing of the physical body, which is, I think, breath work, which is something else you wanted to talk about. I do want to talk about those. Since we're talking, let's just jump right in. So meditation, because that is something that people can do every single day. Um, and breath work is also something that people can do every day. And oftentimes they work synergistic with one another. You're doing breath work and meditation. I think sometimes when people hear meditation, they get a little bit lost because they maybe feel insecure and, and which is really, it's really, um, how do I want to describe it? It's <laughs> a loss for words here, but I'm just, it's so individual is what I'm trying to say. Like it do, your meditation doesn't belong to anyone else, but you, you know what I'm saying? So to feel judged for, you know, that you're not doing your meditation, it just seems counterintuitive. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people are kind of intimidated by the idea, like I'm not doing it right. Or how people are always asking, well, how do you do it? Um, so what are some effective ways that you've learned in, within your practices or with, with your clients that have, what are some ways that you feel like, how do people start? That's what I'm trying to say. And all my wordiness, how do people start meditating? Like what are some tips we can give people to just start so that they don't feel like they're not doing something right. And they can right. really get into that state of, you know, well-being, and we'll expand on meditation later. Right. I think the hardest part for us as, um, humans is just quieting the mind, right? And so um, for me, I know when I started meditating, it, I was, you know, all these thoughts were still coming in and I was like, I'm not doing this right. Um, but really, if you just need to have a, a guide, just push play, you know, look up Twin Hearts Meditation is the one that I follow and it's on the Pranic Healing website. And that basically is the fastest and safest way to flush out any negative energies and at the same time you're activating your heart chakra and your crown and and you're sending all this love and divine energy to the world and to the people that you love and care most about and that's just i just push play you know and that's just easier for me mm -hmm. because um if I sit there and just try to focus on my, you know, breath work and then all these starts, these thoughts start coming in, I, f I feel like I'm not doing it right. So some people can do that. Some people can just sit and start with their breath work and just focus on the air 
you know, coming in and coming out and that's, and, and then bringing their attention back to their breath. That's another way, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, I know others that use the mantra, you know, there's just a certain, by just doing a repetitive mantra and just staying in, um, in those words just really also calms the mind and it just allows you to just think about the mantra and not, you know, all the mental and to-do list come in and distract you, right? Mm -hmm. So those are just three simple ways. But like I said, my favorite is the Twin Hearts Meditation. I love that. I love that. And I think that you're right on. I think that is probably a commonality among most people that as soon as they try uh, to meditate, they are flooded with these all these thoughts, which makes the practice, in my opinion, of meditation so special because we're practicing so that we can get to a place of kind of saying thanks for the thought, but like, you know, pushing it to the side because this is our time, our meditation time to focus on whatever it is that we're wanting to focus on and feel that, right? Mm -hmm. And set those intentions without those unwanted thoughts that just keep hitting us in the head over and over again. Um, so one thing that really um, resonated with me recently when I was watching the Hill Summit videos was about breath work because I know that breath work is included in a lot of different practices, but I never really thought of it as like a standalone practice. I don't know why I'm super naive. I just was not aware of it. And when I learned a little bit about it, I was just like, this is so awesome because this is something unlike any other practice where when you do it, you literally achieve immediate, immediate results. So if I'm having an anxiety attack and I do some breath work, or if I'm, you know, in any state, unwanted state and do some breath work, um, I, it doesn't take, there's no progressive effect. I mean, surely there might be, but in this case, I'm just saying there's, you don't have to do it for 20 minutes before you start feeling the effects of, you know what I mean? The work, you're going to have a meet an immediate sensation of relief or, you know, you can't help, but if you're doing breath work for at the very least, and I'm no breath work expert, but I do breathe every day. So you know, when you do the actual breath work, because we tend to have such shallow breath, um, which also just compounds upon the anxiety and stuff like that that we feel, um, you know, we get that oxygen back up into our brain. So by doing intense breath work or breathing in 30 times in, in a row, you might feel a little lightheaded, but that's actually a good thing um, because we're actually getting that oxygen circulating again. And I think um, maybe that's, also lends itself to helping with anxiety and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are like, we're, we're like caving in when we're anxious and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like our shoulders pull forward. Um, and even doing like little, um, you know, just since we're on video, I can do my little, you know, my arm is a little hurt, so it's hard for me to stretch right now. But something like this, where we're opening up any exercise, where you're opening up your chest when you have anxiety is really good because because we're like caving in down here on our lungs, you know what I mean? So right. by opening it up and just doing those, those breathing exercises, it's just, it's amazing to me how immediately we can be positively affected. Um, do you have any thoughts on breath work? Yes, if you think about it, breathing is signaling the nervous system, 
right? So anytime you're consciously taking those deep breaths, inhalations, you're activating that nervous system and allowing that oxygen, of course, like you said, to the brain mm -hmm. and just brings you that calm, you know, feeling over you. Um, but it also breathing allows you to connect to your body, you know? And like you said, when we're, um, you know, slouching or caving in, rounding our shoulders, we are closing our heart center. And so by allowing us to expand this area is also allowing our heart to open. And so inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, I feel is a really important step in the breathing because you can inhale your nose and exhale through your nose, but it doesn't have the same effect, right? And you can inhale and tuck in your, you know, squeeze to the deepest part of your, you know, stomach and muscles. But for me is when you expand, like you're expanding the heart chakra, you're expanding the, the solar plexus, you're expanding the, 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 the navel, you mm -hmm. know, the stomach. Mm -hmm. And so when you're inhaling, you just want to let it all like open, right? And then you, on your exhales, when you, okay, you can start um, contracting and, and squeezing, you know, the, the muscles. But when you're, like I said, doing it more shallow and, and, and on a daily basis, pe people just don't really focus on the breath. We know we're breathing, but it's not a conscious effort of, an, it's not an exercise, right? But when you make right. it an exercise, and really consciously inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth and even just throwing in an essential oil, you know, mm -hmm. it's so simple what and powerful what an essential oil can do, right? Inhaling that beautiful essential oil, put it on a little paper towel and just stick it up your nose. Who cares, you know, how silly you're going to look, right? But I've seen the, worse. It's the effect, <laughs> it's the positive effect that it's going to do on yeah. the whole system, on every system, the essential oil, the breath. It's just going to be overall just healthy for you. So another aha moment I had recently when I was watching was when I was watching Joe Dispenza talk about energy fields. Everyone's seen, you know, the law of attraction and, you know, focus on what you want and that expands. And I've done that for an eternity as well. But when he talked about the energy field and how when we put our attention on what we want um, alone, that sometimes that can create the space for lack. I really had this aha moment because if you're just if you're just meditating on things that you want, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but to make it really effective, you should also practice like feeling gratitude, being grateful, things like that instead of just saying I want I want I want because mm -hmm. if you want it that means you don't have it. And if mm -hmm. you don't have it, that equals lack. Mm -hmm. So then what is your energy field going to bring back to you? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, of course we should be, I know you were mentioning um, earlier about being accepting and being like the receiver also of good things, like letting yourself take in the good things. And that is, you know, what I'm talking about is a little bit different than that. I'm just saying that you can sit there all day and think about something that you want, like I want this new car, and that's great, but if you just think about you, the, the fact that you, you're meditating, visualizing, having a new car, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying if you wanna take it to the next level mm -hmm. with really achieving, having that car, then feel like you're already in it. Like, <laughs> like that's what I guess what I'm trying to say, like, you, because if you just sit there and think about 
how you would love to have that car one day, mm-hmm. but you don't have it, then it just creates a space for not having it in exactly. the lack of. So um, just setting intentions and really digging in to the feeling part of your meditation or your practice, I think would really help us all um, with kind of having circulating within that energy field and having those positive things come back to us. Yes. That's what I got out of it. That was my interpretation. Everybody can interpretate it a little differently, but um, that really has changed the way that I practice um, in my meditation instead of just just doing one thing like visualizing, which is very powerful. I'm actually feeling like I have whatever it is and I have this overwhelming sense of like, oh, I don't know, like peace because I'm okay. Like I feel like I have enough. I don't know if that makes sense, right? No. Like okay. because the brain can't decipher between what you, you know, like dream or imagine or visualize and actually doing it in real life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like, it, it's like almost the same, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why like people that visualize, you know, playing like professionals playing basketball, that's why visualization, um, at least that's what I've learned has helped so much, yes. but you know, practicing in your mind is, is almost almost like 1% shy of practicing physically in real life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So that was a aha moment for me. Maybe some people um, can take away something from that. Do you have anything to add that you've learned or that you feel about energy fields and how maybe we could make them work for us more instead of, you know, against us? I think you've said it all, Gentry. I think um, you're right about um, feeling, you know, that uh, happiness that you have, you know, that feeling of happiness or joy um, with whatever it is that you have an abundance of money in your hands, or maybe it's the car, like you said, that you're driving or the beautiful home that you desire to be in. Imagine yourself being in that, you know, and how you're feeling and, and, and the accomplishment and the goal that you just reached, right? So I think you're right. You've already said how the feelings are just going to manifest um, those things to come back to us. Feelings, my friends, in capital letters. That's what I want you to take away today. (laughs) Feelings. Don't just visualize it. Don't just think about it. Feel Feel it. it And feel Mm -hmm. it with your heart because we've learned that your heart is way more powerful Signaling messages to your brain than it is the opposite way around. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to talk, uh, switch gears really quickly and talk about earthing. Um, -hmm. When I asked you about earthing, you said, You mean grounding? And I'm like, (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, What did the World Wide Web say about it? I wrote it down um, because I didn't want to explain it wrong. It says it refers to contact with the Earth's surface. Or surfaces electrons by walking barefoot outside or sitting, working or sleeping indoors, connected to conductive systems, some of them patented, that transfer the energy from the ground into the body. So earthing is basically grounding yourself and it has scientific proof that it works. I, this is me adding to it. I just recently watched the earthing movie and I'm like, what could they possibly say about walking barefoot? Turns out you can say a lot because <laughs> no one was paying attention until someone talked 
you know, people in, or scientists into actually doing experiments, you know what I mean? To look at inflammation side by side, to see what, you know, someone's body looked like before and after 15 minutes of earthing, which means just connecting your feet literally to the ground. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty amazing to me. I know I'm going to, as soon as the weather's warm enough, I'm definitely going to be doing it every day. Make sure my dogs are doing it. Um, they should be anyways, but, um, it's just so important. They've even created grounding devices that, you know, whether you believe in it or not, like that will ground you while you're sleeping because people are, are believing in this method so much. Um, it's really not even a method. It's just like connecting, almost like <laughs> connecting to source because we're from, you know, we're like part of the earth in my opinion, like we're supposed to be connected to the earth, but now we have concrete beneath us, we have shoes, we have all of these barriers between us and the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why is it taking us so long <laughs> to get grounded. Can you answer that question? Yeah. Why is it taking us so long? Mother Earth has always been there for us, right? And yes. so whether it be through um, the grass, through the air, through the sun, um, the water, you know, those things are what we feel um, connected to and are healing to us when we're, you know, get sun. If you're not getting sun, then you don't feel as good, right? Or if you're... Um, haven't showered in four days you know you don't feel as good but as soon as that water hits you it's just a sense of like this peace right mm -hmm. and just cleansing um same thing with the grounding with um the earth you know actually having that touch you know your bare feet touching the ground is also not just thanking mother earth but also connecting and feeding your soul you know when when people are out in nature walks and nature hikes it does something to you and that's just you're feeding your soul you're feeding um and healing and all those things that are you're letting go also um and giving back to mother earth i feel like are uh, also essential you know to one's mm -hmm. uh, overall mental emotional physical well-being you know the whole mind body spirit mm -hmm. is just being more with the elements that mm -hmm. have been there and connecting to our natural environment in ways that we can heal well said my friend well said i love that so for everybody out there that was the earthing movie um, that inspired me to bring that up today um, and also, uh, you can watch or find um, Joe Dispenza's uh, interviews on, I believe, FMTV and also Gaia.com if you want to look into that as well about the energy fields. Um, last but not least, I, because you were so well-versed in so many different modalities, um, and I have also, because I've always been so fascinated, I guess I'm weirdo, with, uh, with births when I haven't had a child. I was like the one watching all of the documentaries, like the business of being born and then trying to convince my pregnant friends to watch it. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, how can you not want to know this? I mean, it's fascinating to me. The human body is fascinating to me. The fact that we can give birth is fascinating and you are a doula. And I think that is so special. Um, and, but I also know that 
other people may not really understand what that is. And then there's also something called a midwife. And I know at one point I was like, I wonder what the difference between those two are. Mm -hmm. So can you just briefly uh, tell us what the differences are and what the benefits of having someone like you, a doula by someone's side might be? Yeah, so basically a doula is just a professional uh, that is trained in childbirth, you know, that's gonna be there to support the parents emotionally, physically, and educate them on anything that they need. There's always these questions that mm -hmm. arise, you know, uh, through your whole prenatal term. Um, things that maybe your doctor doesn't share with you or your midwife, um, they may not share with you. Uh, so the doula's purpose is basically just to um, keep the woman in a safe, you know, and um, uh, uh, not just to keep her safe, but also to empower her to make the right decisions mm -hmm. and also to, um, have the best birthing experience, you know, that she desires. Everybody wants to have, um, well, not everybody, but um, majority of women, you know, already envision of what their birth is going to look like. So mm -hmm. us as doulas just help um, support her in that way. Mm -hmm. And other things that we do is um, help her build a birth plan. Mm -hmm. So anything that she wants present at her birth, anyone that she wants present, anything that she desires for the baby or herself, we make sure it basically happens. We're mm -hmm. just like the, the, you know, the, the go-to person the, for the mom, the go-to right? person for the mom and the dad also needs support, you know, especially if, um, there's a lot of, uh, parents, uh, that we provide the service to that don't have family around. Mm -hmm. And so they're just looking for that extra support, you know, either mm -hmm. prenatal or postpartum. Mm -hmm. And so just those extra hands and, um, doulas really just form a more, uh, a closer connection to the parents. You know, you don't, uh, get that from your OBGYN or your dual, I mean, your doctor, totally. um, on a more personal level, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. so as a doula, we just really open our hearts and really embrace, uh, uh, and it's an honor. It's an honor for us as doulas to be present and to be asked to be present at uh, birth. Cause like you said, it's, it's, it's a human life coming into this world and we are definitely thankful that we are honored to be there. Um, but a doula is also um, not gonna interfere or take the place of a doctor or a midwife. So that's mm -hmm. where um, the doctor and the midwife are the ones that are gonna do all the medical and, mm. and catch the baby or mm -hmm. you know do whatever it is to check uh, the mom's vitals and mm -hmm. baby's doing okay. Um, but there's been uh, statistics or, you know, there's been research that having mm -hmm. a doula present will also um, decrease the chances of the mother having a C-section. Oh, wow. Um, right. I had no um, idea. Uh, and there's a ton of other benefits, but that one right there, because as you know, when you're in a hospital setting, um, it's stressful. It's stressful. The yeah. environment, you yeah. know, the people that are walking in, these strangers, you yeah. know, that you don't know. Um, can also maybe increase the chances of you having a C-section. You know, I'm it not a doctor. But it makes sense. Right. So the doula is just going to allow um, those, be the advocate, you know, and be able to talk to those people that are coming in. If it is in a hospital setting, um, if it's at a birthing center, you know, we'll talk with the midwife. Um, you know, if it's family that are coming in, we'll make sure that they don't interject, you know, during the most uh, critical time, which is labor. Mm -hmm. um, so we're basically just there through the entire prenatal, 
labor and delivery, even two to uh, four hours post, you know, baby. To make I sure the mom that. is um, comfortable, she's eating, the baby's doing well. If they desire to do nursing, we make sure the baby's latching on, doing well. But there's also lactation consultants that will come in and do that. But um, can I can I have a doula if I'm not pregnant? This sounds awesome. <laughs> Plus, I get Teresa's massages. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> I'm gonna, I better not say that too loud. That was a joke, that was a joke, that was a joke. Um, I am just, I'm so privileged to sit here with you today. Teresa, you are honestly like the most healing, guiding force like, that I know. Honestly, your hands are magical, your touch is magical, your energy is magical. Um, I am blessed to have you and we are blessed to have you here today to give us this information. Um, I definitely want people to be able to stay connected with you. So do you want to tell them your website? Yes, it's rootsandremedy.com. Perfect. Beautiful. And, uh, if you would like to join us on our healing group on Facebook, it's called heal together. That's it. And you'll often, um, see me and Teresa and other practitioners, um, with integrative mindsets offer some wellness practices, but this has been a wonderful wellness conversation and I look forward to doing more with you. Thank you for having me. Thank it's been you. a blessing. Hugs. <laughs> Hugs. Thank you. Thank you.